The stories told are purely a material of entertainment and fiction. Nothing is intended to hurt the beliefs or emotions of any particular. What you're about to listen to contains explicit language and adult themes. It is not suitable for listeners under 18. Tales by Orange Peel Doris. I am your host, Elise, and I want to thank you for listening. I do want to shout out to the States um, for listening, and also um, Australia has listened as well. So it is a humbling and an exciting experience to have. So again, I want to say thank you. Um, This is my Valentine's um, episode, and uh, the name of this episode is A Cup of Cupid's Brew, and uh, I wanted to give some tidbits about Valentine's um, in case y'all didn't know, uh, because I found out while I was researching Um, So some historians believe that Valentine's Day commemorates the death of St. Valentine on February 14th. Others believe that the holiday actually um, is from a pagan fertility festival on February 15th um, that was in ancient Rome. And then in the 1300s, it officially became a holiday associated with love. Um, and then I've got here, uh, the first Valentine was sent in the 15th century. It is the oldest record of a Valentine being sent. Uh, it was a poem by a French medieval duke named Charles to his wife in 1415. Um, he was, uh, imprisoned in the Tower of London, uh, when he was only 21 years old. Um, that's interesting. (laughs) Bummer. And so in the 1800s, 1840s, actually, that is when the first mass-produced Valentines came out. Um, and then during that time, which I think we should still have, in a way, is, uh, Vinegar Valentines. So uh, it says here that during the Victoria era, those who didn't want the attention of certain suitors would anonymously send vinegar valentines. These cards also called penny dreadfuls. Um, And so they just rejected unwanted admirers. Um, Like it. Um... And for the last little tidbit is how X came to mean kiss. Um, so then it says, according to the Washington Post, uh, the use of X came to represent Christianity or the cross in the Middle Ages. Uh, during this time, the symbol was used to sign off on documents. After marking it with an X, the writer would often kiss the mark as their sign of their oath. 
As the gesture grew among kings and commoners to certify books, letters, and paperwork, these records were described as having been sealed with a kiss. Um, I do want to say, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to my podcast. It is now time for a definition intermission. All right. So for the first definition intermission, um, I'm going to talk about Cupid. And again, um, all my terms come from my uh, book of sexual slang. So Cupid. The Roman god of love, especially physical love. The term is used in many sexual expressions. Next one, (laughs) Cupid's Alley. This is a 19th century British term for vagina. (laughs) And next, uh, Cupid's Arbor. Also a 19th century British term for female pubic hair. Uh, the next one is, um, going to be Cupid's Arm or Cupid's Hotel. Hmm, interesting. Um, they're 19th century terms for the vagina again. Wow. Vagina's killing it in this. Um, Cupid's Cave. Um, Cupid's Corner. 19th century British term for female genitals. Yeah, go ladies. Um, (laughs) Cupid's kettle drum is an 18th century British term for breasts. And then the last one is Cupid's torch, which is a 19th century British term for the penis. So for my first story, um, I have for this episode, which is a cup of Cupid's brew, (laughs) was, um, to me, very touching when this individual came into the store. Um, He was an amazing person, and also the love he had for his wife, um, hands down. uh, It's it's the love that we all want um, if we don't have it, or if we have it, we don't want to let go of it because it, it was really, really touching to me um, when, the, when he came in the store. So the title I have um, in my book is It's All About Her. And uh, so I was working one day, and in walked an older, stocky man in his late 60s, early 70s. He looked like uh, Wilfred Brimley from the diabetes commercials. And as he walked in the back, he uh, had a loud, bellowing voice, and he said, I want to thank you guys here for making an old fart feel comfortable. And I told him um, that we are always here to help inform everybody and uh, help you find exactly what you're looking for. And so he made his way to the back. And um, he was looking on, uh, at strap-ons um, for men. Um, and so uh, if he needed anything, I told him, just, just let me know. And so uh, he said, yes, please. And so I went on back there. And um, that's when he then said, um, he said, this getting old stuff sucks. He said, I have diabetes. 
And because of that, I have rectile dysfunction. Now, to stop the story, um, I, I did hear that often um, from men, especially as they get older. Um, they have diabetes or um, medication that they take. Stress can cause that as well. And so for him to be so open for me to help him, um, that made me feel comfortable and really good that he was um, willing to let me help him. And so I did uh, take out a few items, and he took a look at them. And then he said, um, I've been married for 45 years, and it's all about her. And um, if, if what oh, he also said, um, I need it to feel good for her, and if not, forget it. <laughs> that was the sweetest thing. So while I was showing him the products... And he was taking a look at them and feeling the uh, texture. He was worried that they were um, going to be uh, too hard for her. And um, so then he tells me um, that he came from a generation where sex is dirty. Um, but then he said, eh, it's not. It is fun and romantic. And um, so he he was just... So sweet when I was talking to him. And then he cracked me up because he said, also, if we didn't have sex, no one would be here. And I, I totally agree with him. Um, and so then you know, he was worried about still the um, extensions. So then we moved on to the vibrators and I showed him a few and he found a soft one. And, and the whole time I was talking to this individual, he kept saying, it's all about her. It, it's all about her. And um, so he, oh, I had such a great time when he was in the store. He was such a sweet individual. And um, then he moved on to the, um, the lubes, the flavored lubes. And uh, still saying it's all about her. He got uh, he picked out a few uh, flavors for going down on her. And um, you know, while I was in the store thinking about you know trying to help this individual, and um, just at that point, I realized that love is timeless, and it you know if if you still can and. Just, just have fun. Um, also, uh, <laughs> I did tell him that uh, the flavored loops have sugar, so be sure that you uh, don't eat it because you have diabetes. Second of all, um, also the uh, the fuzzy uh, doesn't like sugar. I do want to say that uh, if you have a story that fits this podcast, please email me at doris at orangepeeldoris.com. A break with a carnal knowledge expression. All right. So for the carnal knowledge expressions, <laughs> I found four um, that I tried to fit with uh, the theme of a cup of Cupid's brew. So for the first one is parting the pink sea. 
Which now, the more that I think of it, reminds me of that Himalayan pink salt. If you haven't had it, it is a very interesting um, flavor on that one. Um, The second one that I have is the four-legged frolic. And the more that I think about this one, um, it reminds me of the uh, Disney movie Fantasia, where it's the uh, song that has all of the fairies um, in it um, on that one for some reason. And then the next one I have is Tie the True Lover's Knot. And that one is is really romantic and sexy, uh, I think. And then the last one I have is Dip Your Stinger in the Honey. And uh, I do like that one very much. It reminds me of spring. And... um, Because, again, uh, living in the South, I'm missing my warm weather. And uh, I feel Punxsutawney, you know, did me a little wrong. Anyway, (laughs) so those are the phrases this time. Now a moment on what's what with the naked truth. All right, so for this what's what, I want to talk about Uranus. Okay, so <laughs> there is a, an Uranus in Missouri, uh, actually on historic Route 66. It is a fudge factory and a candy shop. Um, I actually uh, took my son there when he was younger a few years ago. Um, I got uh, a tank top that says I love Uranus on it. And um, it if you haven't been there, you're, you're going to have to stop. It's its own place. Um, and so they also, which if y'all have seen the movie Big back in the 80s, they have a Zoltar. So if you're ever in Missouri on Route 66... I recommend stopping at Uranus. So I was researching candy bars from different countries and texting my mom photos from what I found. And she's actually the one who gave me the idea um, about Uranus, which is great. So kudos, mom. Love you. Um, because the uh, candy bar that I showed her in a text um, is a real candy bar, and it's spelled A-S-S-E. So I don't know if the E is silent and the candy bar is ass or not, but that is how the whole Uranus conversation for the What's What started. Now, on candy... Um, My family lives all over the United States. So last spring, my brother and I drove up to Illinois to go visit my mom, my stepdad, my brother, his wife, and his girls. And um, while we were there, 
I worked in the garden, and then my brother uh, did uh, plumbing. He's an electrician, and we had to go to a uh, store that's called Menards, and uh, that is an amazing store. It is by far bigger than Lowe's. I, I've never seen anything like it, but while we were there, um, there was a candy bar, and uh, it, it I had to have it. It was a huge king-size candy bar that said Charleston Chew on it. This candy bar was a versatile uh, candy bar. You could put it in the uh, freezer, and as you bite down, it has the same consistency as a Whopper, but as you start chewing, it turns into a taffy. Um, On the back of it, um, you could cut it into squares Put it in between two pieces of graham cracker, pop it in the microwave, and it'll puff up like a marshmallow. Now, my family and I love shenanigans, and um, so I made the homemade s'mores, and when (laughs) I brought them out, I thought it would be funny to say in a gangster <laughs> voice, Charleston Chew. And so when I did, I said, we're going to have some Charleston Chews. Um, from that moment when I did that, I had my whole family for about 15 minutes talking gangster about Charleston Chews and sleeping with the fishes, and cement boots, and all this stuff. So it was great. Um, So anywhere I go, um, and I find a Charleston Chew, I have to have it for one, and um, share it with my family. So if they're too far away in a different state, then I will randomly take a photo of the Charleston Chew with no words. So if my family is listening this week, uh, before they get their Valentine in the mail, y'all are getting some Charleston Chews. It is now time for a definition intermission. So for this intermission, um, I was thinking Valentine's Day, of course, to fit the theme. And the first word that I have is candle, which is British, meaning penis. This old coinage is based on a candle shape and on the fact that it will melt when lit. That sounds sexy. Okay, so for the um, second one I have is kiss, which is also British. Uh, which means to copulate. This is an 18th century euthanism. Um, I believe also kiss it. Um, It is a 20th century usage, meaning perform fellatio or cunnilingus. Sounds great on Valentine's Day. Um, And then the last word that I have is um, rosebuds. Um... 
And so that is a word uh, for uh, nipples based on similarity of its shape. And this is a 20th century usage of this term. Um, And so I really hope that y'all help me bring back some of these words because these, uh, these are amazing. So for the second story, I have to say this is one of my favorites. I, I told it a lot, actually, in the store. And I do not know the individual's name, so we are going to say Bob is the groom and Tom is the best man. And so um, Bob was getting married, so Tom, as the best man, decided prior to the bachelor party he needed to buy a six-foot double-ended dildo. And what he did was put it in a box and he coiled it up. So as Bob had his bachelor party, uh, Tom had his phone ready and was recording the whole moment. So as Bob was opening his gift, he um, happened to get dick-whipped in the face as this double-ended dildo uncoiled. And so during the bachelor party, um, they thought that it was hilarious and that was it. And so um, a, a week later, whenever Bob... Um, said his vows, uh, got married, was um, spending his honeymoon with his wife in a cabin in the area. He walked through the door holding his wife, bringing her through the threshold. Um, and as they walked in the, the cabin, um, they noticed that there were pictures of Bob being dick-whipped by a dildo, and they were plastered all over the cabin. Not only that, it was being played back on the TV over and over and over. So, after... A few weeks, um, Bob decided to get Tom back. And what he did was he bought a um, bottle of lube. He poured a little bit out and put Novocaine in it. And then told Tom, this is the best shit ever. If you want to get busy with your wife, you've got to try this. This shit is amazing. So, um, Tom, a few days later, called Bob back and said, I, I don't know what this is. Um, I, I can't get hard. We've been trying for hours. I think my shit is broken. At this point, this is where Bob said, payback is a bitch. I love that story. It is hilarious. So I want to say uh, thank you for listening to my stories, and uh, I'll be here next week to uh, give you some more.
And uh, happy hump day. Please check out our website at www.orangepeeldoris.com. A shout out to zapsplat.com for music and sound effects. Thanks for listening. Till next time.